0: And join us now as we explore God's holy word.
1: Thank you for joining me today. Great to be here. Welcome to the cafe. We are exploring Romans chapter four and a little bit of chapter five and some great truth about how Jesus Christ saved all of humanity, all that believe on him all that believe on him, but gave the opportunity for all of humanity to be saved, that Jesus Christ did that on the cross at Calvary, and that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus Christ alone. And that salvation is very important because it is needed. And the idea here is substitutionary death. The idea here is we deserved death for our sin debt. And Christ came and substituted himself, being fully righteous, and died for us, for all. And when we believe on him, we are saved, amen? That's that process there, where he died for all, for all time, amen? But we have to accept that free gift of salvation. If I knocked on your door... And you open the door and I said, look, I have a free gift for you. And let's say I was holding a box, right? Wrapped up with a bow on it. How about that? I said, I have a free gift for you. Okay, well, how odd would that be in this day and age to knock on someone's door and say, I have a free gift? And you would look at them. If you're like me, you'd probably be skeptical. And you might say, no, thank you. And you close that door. Now, if you close that door, who's holding the free gift? I'm still holding it because you didn't accept it. Now, I offered it to you it was going to cost you nothing, but you had to accept that free gift. And for whatever reason, you decided not to accept it. You have that choice. God has given you that choice. And so we have both a universal way to be saved, a way to be saved for all mankind, and yet we have very few, I believe, that really understand this concept and accept it and believe it and have accepted that free gift because what it means is to truly understand. How can you say you have faith if you don't understand what you believe in? How can I say, uh, yeah, I've got faith uh, in, you know, uh, I've got faith in the tide of the ocean, and I have no idea what goes on with the tides of the ocean. Well, I'm saying I have faith in the tides of the ocean, that they're going to come through low tide and high tide, but I don't even understand what that means or where it is. That's not really faith. That's ignorance. And and ignorance won't be an excuse when we get to the judgment. It certainly won't. And so we're talking about something beautiful here, the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ on the cross. And this is a three-part series. So if you're listening to this uh, and you're afraid you may miss the other parts, you can catch it uh, on online. We'll eventually get this on uh, YouTube or kjvcafe.com. Uh, it, it may take a little bit, but we'll get it up there. Sub, substitution, substitutionary death, three-part series. Part one is delivered for our offenses. If we are to understand what Christ did for us on the cross, we first need to understand that we needed it done for us, right? Many people, pride will get in the way and they'll say, Oh, I didn't need someone to do anything for me. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm well behaved. I follow the rules. I pay my taxes. Hey, I give a little bit to charity. Uh, I cooked a meal for some needy person last week. I'm, I'm definitely getting into heaven and God will laugh at that. God will say, absolutely not. I have a way. And as Jesus himself says, the way to to God, God the Father, is only through the Son, only through Jesus. Uh, Romans 4, 17 through 25, and this is speaking of Abraham here. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, or make alive the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God, through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, So here we have Romans 4, 17 through 25, going through Abraham being justified by faith. You read the story of Abraham. Uh, in the book of Genesis, we see God's chosen, God's anointed, who didn't know where he was going, leaving Ur of the Chaldees, and he was going off uh, eventually to Canaan land, but he didn't know, but he believed, amen. And he went off there, and yes, he ended up in Egypt for a spell, and he's not perfect, and... Lied to the king there and so forth, and had some problems, and there was famine in the land, etc. But in the end, if you read about Abraham. It's a beautiful story of obedience to God, of belief in in something he couldn't see. And he was of an old age, and Sarah being an old age, and yet he believed, you know what? God says, I'm going to have a child. I'm going to have a child. And yes, Sarah's been barren, and she's very old, and he's getting up there to 100. And yet, you know, that'd be improbable for us to believe here on earth, yet Abraham believed. And now we look at the cross, and we can't pull up any uh, video or anything to show us uh, the a- actual historical event, uh, there is no, um, story in the newspaper at that time. All we have is God's word. And we have many doubters and many people that want to pick it apart, but all we have is God's word to believe. So how Abraham believed the miraculous, we are to believe the miraculous as well. We are to believe on God. And as Abraham was justified for believing on God and what God was going to do, and that is giving birth to Isaac, the chosen son. Remember, uh, Abraham and Sarah had Isaac, right? And then Isaac, Rebekah, they have Jacob. And then Jacob has the 12 tribes of Israel, amen? Literally, there's famine. In the land, they go into uh, Egypt. Uh, Jacob and uh, after Joseph had had uh, begged J- Jacob his father to come. They go into the land of Egypt after they had sold, uh, sold Joseph off into slavery, and they go in there because there was famine. They needed corn. Corn was in Egypt. Joseph had become very powerful. He said, "Come here. We'll take care of everything." They come there uh, in that little group, and they end up leaving. The Jewish people end up leaving. Jacob's progeny, his children, end up leaving those twelve tribes. Uh, many hundreds of thousands, if not million, leaving in the Exodus uh, story, departing uh, Egypt uh, from bondage to freedom. And so we see this. We see this great uh, people, God's chosen people, all starting with Abraham, all starting with his belief and him being justified, even though Abraham didn't live to see all of what happened he believed. And even though we may not live to see all that God is going to do through us and with us, we need to believe. And when we believe, we are justified. And that is the point. But part of the belief, one of the main parts of the belief is that we're offenders, is that we have a sin nature that we cannot fix on our own. Goodness, that's so difficult to chew on. But here in verse 25 of Romans 4, it says, who was delivered for our offenses, speaking of Jesus, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. See, there there is no uh, remission of sin without the shedding of blood, the Bible says. And we see that Jesus Christ being perfect, spotless, uh, sinless, Lamb of God, Even John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, that's what he said. I mean, you see this, he says, oh, here comes Jesus, right? And you kind of read through when John the Baptist first sees Jesus. But what John the Baptist was really saying is, there is Jesus, and he's going to be delivered for our offenses, and he's going to be that sacrifice. He's going to die for us. And I I read that now, and I'm thinking, man, what a greeting, you know? Oh, hey, there's God in the flesh. You're going to die for me and everybody else because we're not good enough. But if we're honest, we're not good enough. And we needed somebody to go and do that. But not just somebody, it had to be the perfect spotless lamb. That's why Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. That's miraculous. That's why Jesus Christ's father is Father God, amen. Joseph was just the adoptive father. You could preach a whole message on that one. That's why Jesus Christ lived without sin for those 33 years. That's why Jesus Christ, obedient to the father, willingly went to the cross, could have wiped out all of his... Uh, all of his uh, people that were trying to get him, all of his enemies, could have had legions of angels come down and do, do everything that needed to be done, could have done so many things, but Jesus Christ obediently, willingly died for our offenses. And so do we realize our sin? Do we try to hide it? Do we try to pretend that we're perfect? You know, why did the devil fall from heaven? He was uh, proud. He wanted to be like God. How did he trick Adam and Eve? He said, be proud. You could be like God. And how people today are going to hell, they're proud and they want to be like God. They want to have their own destiny in their control. They want to be the captain of their own ship. I don't think I'm a control freak by any measure, but I like to have a schedule. I like to be in control. Amen. I enjoy to, uh, you know, have a list that I check off. Right. But when it comes to salvation we must realize that all we can do is believe, and we need to start our belief with understanding that we're sinners. We need to realize that that sin came to us from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and has been handed down from generation to generation. Now, that may be difficult to think about, and may, you may feel like that's unfair, but in fact, it is what happened when Adam and Eve sinned, and so the first Adam, he brought sin into the world, Right? And the last Adam, Jesus Christ, He fixed it. He resolved it. So that's why the Bible says that Jesus Christ fulfilled the law. Right. So we no longer need to make sacrifices or uh, you know burn stuff at the altar or do anything like that. We don't need idols and bow down to this, that, and the other. We simply need to believe on Jesus and what He did on the cross to resolve to pay that sin debt. Amen. Uh, That's how we are reconciled with God. There's a great verse that follows uh, verse 25 of Romans 4, and that's Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are justified, the idea of justification. We are justified not by anything that we did, but by, by what Christ did. And then all we do is believe. So it's kind of funny because people say, well, there's nothing that I can do uh, to please God, well, there is something you can do. You can believe. And that is an action, right? Again, gave the example of giving a gift at the door. If you don't accept that gift, if you don't believe, right? Then if I told you, if I knocked on your door and said, here's a gift, by the way, there's everlasting life here, and you say, I don't believe you and close your door, you didn't accept, you didn't take that action. But if you believe, that God is who he says he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you believe that what he put in his word is true, that it's only through Christ that you can be saved, and that Christ really did walk this earth, that he really was born a virgin, and that he really did give himself to die the most brutal death ever on the cross, and to be buried three days, to be truly dead in the grave, amen, and to be risen again by our, our, our Father God, right? Our Father God. We see here Romans five one. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, right? So God the Father raises God the Son, and when we believe on what God the Son did on the cross, the finished work of the cross, we get the Holy Spirit living within us. That's the Holy Trinity, amen? And it's all because of what Christ did on the cross, but we must recognize our sinful nature, and it's nothing we can do but believe in order to be saved. And when we realize our offenses, we realize our need for a savior, we realize that we're poor in spirit, we realize our spiritual poverty, and we turn to God and we ask God to save us through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, we'll be saved. It's a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful picture Uh, in the Bible of how to be saved, to just believe as Abraham believed and was justified by faith, we can believe and be justified by faith. It's a wonderful thing. It's so wonderful. It's the best news. It's the good news. Believe it today. Thank you so much for joining me. Take care. God bless and amen.